Welcome to the best night ever, your golden ticket to better sleep, better health, and ultimately the best night ever. Featuring your host, sleep and life hack guru, Dr. Jay Corsandi from Snore Experts. If you feel like your sleep and daytime performance could use a shot in the arm, grab a bulletproof coffee, sit down, relax, and stay tuned as we uncover cutting edge science, traditional, and even ancient practices to help you step up your life game. And now, Dr. Jay Corsandi. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Jay Corsandi, and welcome back to the best night ever, the show is dedicated to helping you get your best night's sleep. Back in the studio again, I got Dwayne hanging out with me. How's it going? Greetings. Going great. Everything's uh, good. Everything's good. Summer's almost here. It's fantastic. I love it. It's great. It's, uh, my birthday's coming up in July, so... Yeah, I just had my birthday, so... That's right. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. It's exciting. All right, so uh, I got an exciting show here for you. We kind of put this one together after a recent trip I took to Europe, and, and we're in Los Angeles, so uh, Europe was a, a ways away from here, uh, and um, I went there for some time off and to attend a conference, and during this trip, I, I kind of wanted to quote-unquote jet lag hack. Uh, I, I've been kind of paying attention to a lot of people doing this uh, around the world and online and in podcasts. So I said, okay, now I've got the shot to do this. So uh, I went to this thing called Harvest Kaplankaya. So this was actually at a retreat in a place called Bodrum, Turkey, which is on the west coast of Turkey, uh, not in Istanbul, but you actually have to fly into Istanbul and then over to, I think it was about a two-hour flight over to this little remote place. And once I got there, I actually had to take an hour taxi ride to get to this hotel. Wow. But um, my overall trip was actually from L.A. Uh, I, I was going to Athens first to go check out the Parthenon and Acropolis and all that stuff. And uh, to get to Athens from L.A., there's no direct flight. So I had to go to Moscow, um, Russia. And uh, so, so the way my, my trip worked was L.A. to Moscow with a five-hour layover, then over to Athens, uh, which is about a three-and-a-half-hour flight. And I got there about midnight. And I left here about 4 p.m. So uh, what I wanted to do is going to say, okay, how can I go from... LA to Athens and wake up the next morning and be ready to go quote unquote you know hack this this jet lag so uh, let's talk about jet lag and hacking um, definition of jet lag it's extreme tiredness and other physical effects felt by a person after a long flight across several time zones uh, we've all kind of experienced it to some point right yeah, absolutely you know for me um, I end up in a situation where um, where I, I just don't have uh, energy. I'm not really tired. I mean, one of the things that I've, I've always tried to do is just uh, stay in my time zone back home, but obviously the further away you get, the more difficult that is. Yeah, and, and there's kind of a rule of thumb, which we'll talk about. But, uh, I mean, another way to look at jet lag is literally throwing your circadian clock out of whack. Uh, hmm. and, and what that translates into is, you know, our bodies run on a timer, timers uh, were circadian beings and, and it, these timers are cued mostly by light and by, by hormone release right so if we don't pay attention to that uh, when we're flying our body and brain will be confused uh, and you won't be and, and the bottom line is you won't be productive if you're going for a business trip or you won't get to enjoy your trip as long as possible because you'll be busy trying to deal with this the slump right so Let's talk about what happens to our bodies when we fly. And I kind of wanted to start here just so we can kind of understand what we could do to prevent some of this stuff. Um, obviously, flying is not natural to humans. Uh, we're not made to sit in a metal tube 35,000 feet in the air. Uh, when you go up that high, there's less atmosphere, and then you get exposure to radiation. Um, 
aka oxidative stress. So um, one reference was uh, LA to, to New York, a round trip dose of radiation is equal to one chest x-ray, wow. which is, is pretty intense, right? Uh, and and <laughs> this one, you're gonna love this one too. So as I was leaving LA to, to get on the flight to Russia, uh, I have the, uh, what is that called? TSA pre-check global entry thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know pre-check. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So generally when I do pre-check, that, I, yeah. I don't have to take off my shoes. I can walk through the little uh, metal detector. But this time, for some reason, they didn't put that on my ticket, so I had to walk through that millimeter scanner. Have you seen that thing where you go in there, you stand with your hands up Absolutely, like someone said, you yeah. know, don't shoot kind of thing? Yeah. So I, I, I'm a Middle Eastern guy, right? I get there, and I say, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to you know, subject myself to these millimeter waves. This is literally putting yourself in a microwave oven. I did it in the past, but now that I'm more aware of this stuff, I said, you know, I want to opt out. What did that do? That set off like a whole red flag chain sequence of events. They pulled me aside. They asked me five times, are you sure you want to opt out? I said, yeah, I don't want to go through that thing. So uh, after they grabbed my stuff, they said, are, you, are these your bags? They pulled them aside. So they, they, they said, do you want to go to a private room? I'm like, oh, my God, where, where are you guys going with this? here? So I said, no, just do what you got to do. Anyways, two guys came by. They gave me a full pat down uh, borderline. Um, molestation, I suppose, but uh, it, it took a while. Uh, finally, they said, okay, you're good to go, and that ha- I was able to not get exposed to that. So step one with this thing is if you're going to get through the airport, try and avoid going through that thing. Uh, you don't want that extra burden on your cells, okay? Um, other things that flying dust to our bodies, we're, we're in a uh, kind of sedate or sedentary state. We're cramped for hours at a time. This is going to reduce blood and lymph flow. Uh, Planes are notorious for dry air. That's going to kill your nasal passages and your sinuses. Um, you're going to probably eat and or crave carb-rich foods uh, and alcohol, which can then beat up your gut microbiome. We've talked about kind of the, the gut-brain access and, and the microbiome in the gut and how that affects our, our, our brain function. Um, and lastly, you know, flying at altitude for a long time, uh, you're going to get... Uh, O2 loss, oxygen loss, because we're at a higher, we're at about an 8,000 foot elevation uh, oxygen level pressurization. So some would even say this, this kind of mimics sleep apnea because the patients that I treat for sleep apnea are, are getting what's called hypoxia or oxygen desaturation. And you're literally putting yourself in that situation up at, at elevation for, you know, more than the number of hours that we sleep at night. So this is kind of a, a, a almost like a simulation sleep apnea. All right. So that's all the bad news, right? What could we do to kind of mitigate a lot of these things? Uh, and, and the goal is to wake up, you know, uh, the, my goal was to wake up where I landed and feel like I've been there for a week already, uh, which, is, which is actually what I was able to accomplish if you look at my social media. Uh, I actually put posts of my sleep tracking the, the night I went to sleep there. So, so, in this, so in this case, you were going to Greece, so you were hoping to wake up sunburned and hungover. <laughs> I was going to Athens, not Mykonos. Okay. Yeah. But uh, let's get into this kind of sleep or the, the, the jet lag hacking stuff. One of the first things you want to pay attention to if you're going to go on a longer trip, this is obviously for trips that are more than, you know, across the U.S., you know, long haul type flights, uh, is what direction you're going. Uh, do you know which direction is worse? Um, geez, I have no idea. I wouldn't have thought that uh, either direction is worse. Yeah. Um, no, I'm really curious so, now. So, so flying east is worse, and I'll tell mm. you why. So flying east accelerates or shortens your circadian clock. It basically kind of puts it into fast forward. Our, our clocks run at about approximately 24.5 hours, so they're used to a little bit 
kind of overage, right? But if you're going east, you're actually dialing it back the other way, and, and your body has a much, much harder time with shorter days. So what that means is if you're flying from, let's say, L.A. to Europe, uh, that's going to be your initial flight. What can you do about that? Uh, and the next thing I would say is, depending on which way you travel, try and book an upgraded seat. So if you can't afford business, first class, whatever, at least if you can do half of your trip, the eastbound direction in an upgraded seat, you're going to have a much yeah. more comfortable time. I mean, it can even be economy plus. Um, yeah. Uh, it's so, so like, expensive, right? They, I they mean, are, you yeah. know, I mean, I think a lot of us are used to domestic travel where you can upgrade, you know, for 50, 100 bucks. Unfortunately, when you get into the European stuff, yep. it's, you know, it's crazy expensive. So, um, so with the seat, is that so you have uh, more room and you can do exercises or, or what's the, what's the thing? I mean, the, the, the theory is this, is it, let's say you're going to Asia from the West Coast. Uh, don't need to worry about it as much going there. But when you're coming back, the, the point is, is you're going to be most likely on an overnight flight. And uh, if you have more room, you're going to be able to sleep more comfortably, a little bit more room to get up and move about, which we'll talk about. Uh, so the whole thing is just more sleep comfort. Maybe yeah. it's a more of an issue for me because I'm 6'2". Uh, so I get tend I tend to get more cramped in the back as well. So so you you do recommend sleeping. So for me, for instance, if I'm flying on a six p.m. flight to London, mm-hmm. which I've done way too many times. Yeah. So for me, my philosophy was always you know I would I would stay awake till my midnight and and sleep at that point because I didn't want to immediately throw off the clock by going to bed at you know seven o'clock at night well what i would say is go to sleep on the flight at the same time that you would regularly go to sleep back when you were at home okay okay so a couple other things you can kind of consider sit more towards the front of the plane if possible uh, this is something i heard from some other people uh and then i looked into it and and there's basically mixing and recirculating units in the plane they're more located towards the back which can then pick up I think it's less turbulence, too. My experience and everything I found is... A smoother flight. Yeah, it's a smoother flight up front. All right. A couple other things you could do. Uh, One is controlling the timing of your food. Uh, Obviously, the food and flight have gone hand-in-hand for a long time. Um, Something to think about is intermittent fasting, where you're not going to be eating for a certain amount of time, or at least don't eat on the flight when you're not you were not supposed to be eating when you're back home like you know when i was flying to moscow at 2 30 in the morning uh they started bringing back a, a second round of food well but it's a lot easier on those flights because it's all just rock candy right <laughs> and 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 some other stuff but uh yeah you know i, I passed on that food it was like you know, and it was gonna it was actually looking pretty good but you know, i'm not gonna i was busy sleeping i wasn't gonna wake up just to eat some food so so what was it? Was it just like a big bowl of potatoes with I an think egg it was on some it? Borscht, you know, maybe okay. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't even remember. I was asleep. But uh, a couple other things to consider: avoid alcohol uh, if possible. Um, I know a lot of people tend to get some anxiety, or or, or they want to kind of just li- live it up and and have some drinks on the flight. Um, it will ruin your sleep. Uh, it'll cause sleep fragmentation. You'll get less deep quality sleep. Um, you will get drunk faster, and that's because of the low oxygen. So. You can kind of. What about some of these other things like Dramamine or any other thing just to kind of sedate you without. 
boozing it up. I mean, no? I, 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 don't, I, I try to stay away from that stuff. I have yeah. friends and family and people who like to take, you know, half an Ambien or different things like that. I don't yeah. recommend that. I would say try and keep it as natural as possible. I'm going to get into ways to go to sleep better on the flight anyway. So, yeah. um, again, uh, coffee and tea at night, avoid those. They've got caffeine or at least get a decaf version. Uh, just because you don't want to interrupt with the sleep pattern, right? You're, you're aiming to fall asleep to, to maintain that until you can get to where you need to get to. Uh, stay well hydrated. Again, back to the dry air in the plains. It tends to what's called desiccate you or dry you. So uh, plenty of water is always good. So just so ice water, regular water, really doesn't matter, just water? Regular water. I've heard some people say mineral water is better just because it, it gives you better oxygenation. I, yeah. I don't know about that one, but just regular water. And then uh, if you are going to have regular water, that's going to actually make you get up and move about because you're going to have to go to the bathroom at some sure. point. So make sure to get up, move about, uh, promote blood flow, lymph flow, stretch. That's always going to be beneficial. Okay. On to my arsenal. So th- this is the things that I brought with me that you might want to consider in order to help kind of hack your flight. All right. First one here is, is pretty crazy stuff. I, I, I got really excited about this one. It's called molecular hydrogen. Have you heard of that? Uh, no. All right. So what molecular hydrogen is, there's two ways to get it. Uh, it let's go back. Hydrogen is a, is a powerful antioxidant, and it's an anti-inflammatory in, in animal studies. So um, the reason we want to up our antioxidant consumption is because we're getting that back to that oxidative stress of being you know, 35,000 feet in the air and getting ionizing radiation through the cosmos and the sun and all that. Okay. So... Um, what could we do to mitigate that is we take this molecular hydrogen and it's a tiny neutrally charged molecule. It can cross cell membranes and the all important blood brain barriers. So imagine you're getting a, a tiny little atom or molecule that's going into all the places that are getting stressed and relieving it of that stress or the, the oxidation. Um, that's the benefit. To take it on a flight, you take it in a tablet form. It's about the size of like a little aspirin or something like that and it dissolves in water as it dissolves, it's effervescent. You'll, you'll see bubbles, and you can smell the, the hydrogen. It's crazy. It's almost like those, like, remember those sharper image, those ozone, the, the sure. airflow, that kind of me- metallic electric smell? So that's what it's like. You dissolve it. It's really quick and easy. You get a cup of water, throw it in, dissolve it, chug it down within 90 seconds, done. What that's going to do is it's going to boost your mitochondria. It's going to repair DNA damage. Uh, it's even been neuroprotective. You know, it's going to protect your brain. Um, on a side note, these tablets also contain magnesium, and we've talked about magnesium in the sleep supplement show as something that will support sleep. So combination of all those, what I did is I chugged it down uh, about 20 minutes after flight, and I also had one as we were approaching in for landing. What else we can do is uh, glutathione. Uh, we've mentioned that before. That's the body's master antioxidant. This is typically taken via IV. Uh, the one I use is Quicksilver Scientific. It's a spray, a sublingual spray. It's a, you kind of a dropper under your tongue. I use that uh, multiple times throughout the flight, again, to boost oxidative um, antioxidant levels and uh, prevent the inflammation associated with that. Okay, Okay, light control. We're going to talk about light here. Blue light blocking glasses. Um, In planes are notorious for having terrible, harsh lighting. Uh, So if you are aiming to sleep, you got to get control of that light. What I did is as the sun went down, as it was getting close to sleep, I wore kind of a yellow tint or orange tint glasses. Uh, and then uh, as the sun, uh, as it became nighttime time to sleep, I switched over to a red one, pure red spectrum. The brain thought I was in a pitch black cave. Melatonin was starting to get released. I was out quickly um, on so, top of that. So, so the visual of that, 
So, so folks at home, just imagine Willy Wonka on the airplane, right? Exactly. Wearing, wearing those big glasses. I didn't have that top hat, though, right? I didn't yeah. have a big hat. No, speaking of hats, I did have a, uh, a baseball cap, and then that just helped prevent the glare from the overhead lights of your, your neighbor sitting next to you. There you go. Um, when it was time for sleep, glasses came off and eye mask went on, as well as earplugs. Uh, you don't really want to hear engine noise and certainly don't want to hear people snoring or having apnea around you because we've all heard that person on the plane that's or crying babies i guess too right Uh, another thing that i did on this flight that i've never done before was compression leggings or compression socks uh what that did was it prevented blood pooling in the lower extremities and actually kept everything higher up uh you know jet fighter pilots use this and uh, i pretended to be a fighter pilot i actually wore uh, so so do they go all the way up your calf or or how do they fit they've got different ones the one i had actually went up all the way to my waist it was a full leg compression pants that i wore under my pants um so it was a leotard it was a leotard (laughs) yoga pants whatever you want to call it it did the job i'll do do whatever it takes the red glasses yes okay visual is getting even more sleep was excellent sleep was fantastic a couple other things i had noise canceling headphones uh when i was awake i was listening to um, this podcast obviously and uh books you can't beat it a couple other things uh, Alpha Stim, I think we've mentioned that before. This is sure. uh, this uh, device. It's an FDA cleared medical device that clips onto your ears. It sends an electro- um, electrical wave across your brain, and it, what it is doing is it's um, inducing a, a sympathetic, uh, sorry, a parasympathetic activation. Basically, it kind of relaxes you. Uh, and I've done some videos of this online as well too. Uh, again, this is all just to reduce stress of travel and, and crazy travelers next to you and around you. So I can kind of zone out there. Um, last one here, saline spray for uh, your sinus. You can get these at the drugstore. Just, you know, spray, 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 spray in each nose and just to keep uh, moist nasal passages. Um, one other one, actually, I wanted to mention here, and this is the big one uh, that I did. When, once I arrived at Athens, checked into the hotel, ready to go to sleep, I had my melatonin. Uh, and I don't typically use melatonin, but for jet lag hacking, it is supreme. Uh, again, I have that sublingual spray. Typically, I'll do one or two milligrams if i need to on a night uh special night but this night was extremely special i had to get to sleep i think i did about five milligrams like five pumps which is double or triple what i use so so food wise though you just relied on whatever the airline was serving you or do you watch out for particular things or stay away from fatty things or the you know the chocolate it, cake a, or what it's a combination uh i mean I, I had dinner whatever they had uh i think i ordered a gluten-free dinner uh had that uh the late night early morning snack i didn't have that and, and then once i got into moscow it was then daytime there i think it was afternoon there okay. so then i started to kind of mimic the current location again so then i had some food at the airport in, in russia so you had some potatoes at the airport uh, yes and vodka <laughs> potato vodka yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and, and that was it. Uh, didn't have anything in the rest of the night until I got into the next morning in Athens. Uh, and speaking of next morning, what I did the next day to kind of jumpstart the system, right? Uh, I think I slept in a little bit longer than usual, maybe an hour more, but, uh, woke up, uh, I had a B vitamin complex. Uh, B vitamins are what gives us energy. Uh, I take a special one that is what's called methylated, so uh, highly absorbable, and that actually kind of jump-started the system. I took some coffee with me and made myself a little bulletproof coffee. We've talked about this, kind of that butter coffee with the MCT oil and the 
butter and things like that. I actually had an Instapack and a little, had a little coffee nice. machine in the room, took nice. a little hand blender, whipped that sucker up. And then next thing I did was go out and hit the sun. Uh, there was a roof deck at the hotel I was at, got out there about nine in the morning, sat in the sun for about 10, 20 minutes, soaked that up. And uh, I was ready to go. It was a, it was bizarre, but I was ready to go. That day was absolutely clear, gorgeous, both weather-wise. So this worked. It totally worked. I mean, wow. I, I put posts up on my, on the Instagram. My sleep was almost the best it's been since the beginning of the year. Full of energy that day. Totally productive. Um, it was fantastic. A um, couple other things I would actually mention as well here is once you do land where you are going. Um, I've talked about this before, earthing and grounding. I actually got some bare feet and found some wet grass and tried to connect and get, we accumulate a lot of positive charge through all this exposure and your body's got to release it. So you can either go to a park and just walk barefoot. Same thing with that sun exposure in midday. You could do some stretching, some yoga. Uh, and then what I did is I actually went uh, on a subway, went out to the Aegean Sea and got my feet in the water and just kind of soaked it in there for five, 10 minutes, and, and you'd be in the next night, slept was just as amazing. So uh, grounding or getting rid of positive charge and accumulating negative charge, I think is gonna help you get a better business trip or vacation. So that's- Well, excellent, and it is the time here for summer vacations. If you missed any of these things, mm. you could go to uh, snoreexperts.com. You could also call the office there, right? Uh, Dr. K is there, and he's always up for a conversation to help you uh, with your sleep. Yeah. And the, uh, the other thing too is uh, many of the things that we talk about, whether it's the the B vitamin complex or the, the glutathione, the melatonin, those are actually available at snoreexperts.com in the store. So we encourage you to check that out. Yeah, um, and that's about a wrap on this show. I, I always have, you know, I had a total blast doing this and uh, can't wait to share more of this with people. If you have any questions about jet lag hacking, sleep hacking, biohacking, obstructive sleep apnea, any of those, you can reach out to me, both of my practice locally at snoreexperts.com or on Instagram or our Facebook group, which has almost 5,000 people on there right now. Yeah, so. and, if, and folks, if you have things that have worked for you, right, all of us, are looking for ways to beat jet, beat jet lag. If, if you have things that have worked for you, definitely uh, look Dr. K up and Snore Experts uh, up on both Facebook and Instagram and share those. We'd love to hear those. Uh, it's always good in the community to uh, share information because at the end of the day, we're all trying to achieve the best thing and that ultimately is the best night ever. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. This is Dr. J. Corsandi, and I'll see you next time on The Best Night Ever. Thank you for listening to The Best Night Ever. To visit us online, go to snoreexperts.com or follow us on Instagram at snoreexperts. To make an appointment with Dr. K for you or someone you know to stop snoring now or to call in and leave a question for next week's show, call us at 888-31-SNORE. That's 888-31-SNORE. If you missed the show, the best night ever can be heard on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you again and tell a friend. <laughs>